Um, I got my ki my teeth kicked out last week about some stuff that I needed to. Nobody beat me up, cause I, if I would have knew that, in my family, I would have I would have made that call. Hey, I got some problems. No, it's just uh, something that I things that I need to straighten out. And thank God I was able to do it. God God made me face some stuff. So I'm forever grateful that uh, that we got those things straightened out. But then it took me to a place. And, and uh, it's this place called the wilderness. The wilderness is a place. It, it's, it's, uh, I'm trying to put this together because I really don't have a message. I'm just going to read some Bible. Everybody say amen to that. A wilderness is a place that you really can't survive. It, it's uninhabitable. I read this and I had to put it down because a guy explained it this way. He said, a wilderness experience is usually, is usually thought of a tough time in which a believer endures discomfort and trials. Uh, the pleasant things in, in life are un, unable to be enjoyed or they may be absent altogether and one feels a lack of encouragement during these times. A wilderness experience is often a time of intensified temptation and spiritual attack. It can involve the spiritual, financial, or emotional drought. Having a wilderness experience is not necessarily a sign that a believer is sinning. Rather, it is time, it is a time of God ordained testing. I, I was thinking about this and I'm glad we're light. We're light for two reasons. One, the main reason is just COVID. I mean, it's, it, it has come to our church and thankfully, the people that, that have, you know, uh, has hit, you know, they're, they're, they're doing okay. But families were involved. So we just really needed to lighten out, thin out, thin out. Listen, just come in here, sit your bus down, wave at everybody, go home. Everybody say amen. Amen. Until we figure this crap out. Or, it's, you know, because here's the thing, we're not going to figure it out. We just got to wait this one out. So, so I'm like, okay, we need to thin this out a little bit. Some of our older ones. Stay home. I got Rita over here by herself. <laughs> Don't leave Rita over here by herself. And, and, and so we, we have to really uh, uh, navigate our way through this thing because I don't want to shut back down. Everybody say amen. Amen. But we, so we need to be careful. So we're in this weird time. And this weird time, and, and, and when I was, I was up all night a couple nights ago, and it was like the, we're in this time, and this time is called it's the wilderness time. It's the uninhabitable time. It's a time of, of very, very uncomfortable, where people are uncomfortable. It's so much uncertainty. And, and, and then, and, but in these times, God will sit right there with you. And you, you, listen, you can't survive the wilderness. See, when you go to a desert wilderness place, that's how the, the Bible has these moments where people run into the wilderness. It wasn't like the trees and, and the birds. It was, no, it was more like a desert place. In a desert place, uh, it's burning up in the day, it's freezing at night. See, there's lack of water, lack of food. Everybody say amen. Amen. You can't survive it. But let me tell you, you can't survive it, but you definitely need it. Okay. For God to get you to where you need to be in life. So a wilderness place, it, it will, it, it's, it's, it's uninhabitable, but it, it, we have to go through this thing because it, it does something in your life. I've had these moments of, of just just these moments of, of where my life just, I had, you know, these, these life-determining moments. One of them is when I got beat up by a girl in junior high school. 
<laughs> Deborah Walls. I still remember her name. And so Deborah Walls, I hope, I hope, I hope this, she never hears this. De De Deborah Walls was very big. And for a girl, she was bigger than all of us. And so Deborah Walls, what she would do is at least once a week, she would determine who her boyfriend was going to be. Now, she didn't, boys didn't like her. She made the call. <laughs> so when it came to me, it was like, you're going to be my boyfriend. I was like, no, I'm not. And she's like, well, you're going to be my boyfriend. We're going to fight. Well, I'll see you at 315 because we're going to have to scrap because here's this moment, all right? Now, I lost. <laughs> I always blame it on the fact that I lost my footing. Now, she beat me up, okay? But, 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 but here's the thing. It was that moment, though, where it determined the rest of my life. This is what it determined. I would never get punked. Because once you get punked, you're going to always, everybody say amen. Mm -hmm. So it was that moment in time. <laughs> Here it is, that moment. I lost the fight, but I won. Because, you know, I never back down from any bullies ever again. Everybody say amen to that. <laughs> and so here it is. Here's this moment when we're looking at things and this moment in our lives. That, and we're going, Lord, what is, what is really happening? Another moment was 2018. That, that was a very wilderness time for me. It was, it was, it was, it was really bad, and it was, it was, it was. God, just, He was with me the whole time, and now on the other side of it. If you ask me, Keenan, would you go through that again? Back then, I would go, Oh heck, no! This is the worst thing that could ever happen. But you know, now I would go, Yeah, I would, because it drove me to a place in God I never would have been able to obtain. Mm -hmm. Amen. Uh huh. So we look at this year. And so we can look at it one or two ways. We can just say, oh, it was just crazy. It's messed up. It's just... But you know what? I'm, I'm thinking, Lord, on the other side of this, it's, it's really going to be for our good. Okay. Wilderness is supposed to be uncomfortable. It's, 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 it's not safe. You don't feel safe. And in the wilderness, there's nowhere to shelter. You, you're worried about you know, any kind of animals or anything. But you can't live with it unless something comes in and, and helps you. But you can't live without it. I remember I was talking to my cousin Robert, and we were, we were, we were talking, me and Robert were talking, and, and, and what we were talking about is both of us grew up a certain way. We had to fight, we had to kind of struggle, we had to kind of make it. So when you do that, your kids live a better life than you. Amen. But how do you teach them the traits that they need to survive? When your kids can just go, hey, they don't even ask for shoes. You just buy them shoes. Mm -hmm. Right? They, they don't, they don't uh, see what happens when God blesses a generation, then that generation who got the blessing from God had to walk through these tough times to be able to understand how to survive. Listen, if you can survive Detroit, you can survive anywhere. Amen. And so people go, how did you feel? Would you, how is it growing up in Detroit? I wouldn't trade it for anything in the world because it prepared me for everything. Right, right? And so it's like, but how do you teach your children who are now benefiting from your making it, so to speak, the same traits that you, it took you to get to make it? Mm -hmm. When they don't have to experience the stuff that you, 
They don't know what it's like to almost be hungry. They don't know what it's like to not be able to pay that bill tomorrow. They don't know what it's like from having a week away from your lights being cut off. Or they don't know what it's like to go to the bank and you can't even get $20 out the bank. You only got 18 Mm-hmm. See, so how do you teach your kids to survive and when they just, when you just feed them and you just take care? And thank God it's a, it's a blessing, but is it because you're losing a lot of, See, there's things that we have to learn through hard times. Mm -hmm. There's things that has to mold us and shape us when everything is bad. Mm -hmm. But nobody wants bad. So here it is. It, we're in a wilderness situation. We're in a bleak situation. Things are stupid. Things that you can't explain. And it's like, um, it is a place where God dwells. And everyone in the Bible, think about it, even Jesus himself. The, the, what happened? God came down, said, this is my beloved son. He got baptized. The Holy Spirit fell upon him. And what was his next move, Auntie? He was tempted in the wilderness. He was driven into the wilderness to prove himself. Deuteronomy chapter 8, <coughs> verse 1. Let me, let me walk through this. Auntie, what does it say? Be careful to follow every command I am giving you today. It says, now listen, you need to be, this is Moses teaching right before he got ready to die. Moses is old, and right now he's sharing his word that God has put inside him. He's preaching to the people, be careful to follow everything that I'm telling you now. Be, be careful to, to, to obey all the commandments I'm getting ready to give you. Come on. So that you may live and increase. And Why, auntie? So you may live and increase. Mm -hmm. so, so you can live this great life. So you can, you can have this life that you always thought you wanted. Or here's the thing, so you can have the real life that God wants for you, because you may be thinking too small. All right. So he goes, listen, because then you will live and grow to become a great nation. Come on. And may enter and possess the land the Lord promised on the oath to your ancestors. Okay, so I promised you this land, but you have to do something. He's promised us the life, but there is something you have to do. Because we could just say, Lord, you promised me the life. I'll just wait on it. No, you have to keep the right mind frame. Yes. And instead, you have to be careful, follow everything I'm getting ready to tell you today. All right, come on. Remember how the Lord your God led you all the way in the wilderness these 40 years? So you got to remember how the Lord led you into the wilderness. There's no fun about the wilderness. There's no, and I'm going to tell you why he did it. When, when he got the people out of Egypt, the people were free, but in their minds, they were still captive. Yes. In their minds, they were still locked. It's like somebody locked you in a cage, and then, I, and then someone comes by, unlocks the cage, opens the door, but you still stand there. Mm. Even though the door is open, you're still locked up. Yes. They were still slaves. This is what they did. They said, let us go back to Egypt, because in Egypt, at least they took care of us. We're not sure we're going to be taken care of now. See, their mindsets weren't ready to be able to possess the promised land. Mm -hmm. So God had to do something. He goes, listen. I'm going to have to send you suckers through the wilderness to, to burn that off, to get that out of your system. Mm -hmm. See, Americans, we, 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 man, we're so fat and we're so lazy and all we care about is money. So you know what God did? He ripped America a new one. Yeah, he did. Didn't he? Mm -hmm. Through the political system, see, through, through, through the pandemic and all this stuff. See, the devil doesn't have that much power. He shut down church. He shut down it. He shut everything down. Mm -hmm. Know what he said? You know what? I'm about to take you guys through a dark time. 
I got to burn off some of the stuff that's inside of you. I'm going to show you what that stuff is in a little bit. He says, Auntie, I'm going to send you here, and it's going to be for 40 years. We're crying about a few months. This is like 40 years, and why, Auntie? To humble, to humble and, and test, test you. you. Why? In order to know what was in your heart, whether or not you would keep his commands. He wants to know. It says, so what does it mean? Does God test us? Yes. He doesn't test us with sin. Right. He tests us with trials. Mm-hmm. So here it is, God is saying, listen, I'm testing you, why? So I can know what your heart is pumping. Because mm-hmm. most people are pumping Kool-Aid through their heart, not blood. All right. and, and most people are trusting on sand, mm-hmm. not the rock. Mm-hmm. So you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to send storms to wash away that sand. And then when all the things that you really build in your, see it says, build your foundation on the rock. No, we build it on sand. Mm-hmm. We build it on all the stuff that can be washed away in one year. We build it on jobs. We build it on money. We build it on schools. We build it on church. Not God, but church. We build it on all these, all these. We build it on restaurants, and we build it in, in grocery stores. Grocery stores failed us. Went to the grocery store. There wasn't nothing there. <laughs> <laughs> Soon as they thought Whitmer was getting ready to shut back down, you go to the store, all the toilet paper gone again. I'm like, don't start. Don't <laughs> start that. Stop it. Stop it. Yes. That's how, see what it is. Is I'm, I'm going to tell you why. Because in our hearts, we trust things, mm-hmm. not God. Mm-hmm. So you know what God did? He washed away the things, the sand in which your foundation was built on. Because it's supposed to be built on rock, not sand. This is really good Bible. I don't care what nobody <laughs> So he says, I've driven you in there to test you in order that you I may know what is in your heart. So God, you test me? Yeah, I test you all the time. I te- see, because I'm going to show you why, because I'm a good father. Next verse. He humbled you, causing you to hunger, and then feeding you with manna. He humbled you. Now, he did. Satan didn't, and you wouldn't do it on your own. So God did it. And that's the scary part. That's why the Bible says, humble yourself and pray. Mm-hmm. You do it, because if God's got to do it, it's going to hurt. Amen. Amen. It's going to hurt. Because God gives us all these chances to humble ourselves. You know what humble means, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. He gives us all these chances to pull your own stuff down and, and begin to promote his. He gives us all these chances, chances to take a knee to him and say, hey, I know God, I don't know. You know I'm going to trust that. But if you don't, he'll do it. And then but when he does it, it hurts because then causing you to hunger. But here's the great part about God, and then feeding you. Yes. But feeding you with something you don't know nothing about and your ancestors don't know anything about it. Yes. Feeding with this manna, it was this, it was this wafer-like substance that God provided for them every day. Can you imagine that? There was, cause there's, why? Because there's no food in the wilderness. Mm-hmm. So God has to provide. But here it is. He's not going to provide the way you think he will. All right. Or forget that. The way you want him to. God's not doing what you want him to do no more. This is a word to the nation. And I'm going to take it to the nation. He's not, he's not, he, there's no more pillow fights. All right. God, he's, he's playing hardball now. This is the beginning of the end. 
Yes, it is. This is the beginning of do you really serve God or don't you? And he's going to, he's starting to weed out those who are lukewarm. And how is he going to do it? Wilderness. I'm going to test you to see what is in your heart. And in the wilderness, I will take care of you, but not the way you want me to. Okay. And not the way anybody in your family, your ancestors, your ancestors were not, they didn't know anything about this manna either. The, what are they saying? See, they're dependent on stuff like education, careers, which all that stuff is great, but it can be washed away in one instant. Yes, it can. Your life can change in one phone call. Mm-hmm. One doctor's diagnosis can change your whole life. Life is so fragile. Yes, it is. Auntie. Which neither you nor your ancestors had known to teach you that man does not live on bread alone. And what am I doing this for? Because I'm going to teach you. Listen, I'm going to teach you that man doesn't live by the bread and these world systems alone. See, we really get comfortable. People, are, I hear this about all the time. Oh, I'm talking to my investor about my retirement, and I, I've been working on my retirement. I don't want to be doing this at no 75 years old. You go, no, preachers do. No, not me. I'm retiring. <laughs> I'll be up here spitting at no 70-something. You know, so it's like, you know, People are so worried about retirement. People are so worried about their investments. People are so worried about their, 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 and I'm thinking, wait a minute, all that stuff can be washed away in an instant. We don't live by bread alone. We live by bread, but not alone. Right. See, see, let's not be stupid. We got to have it, but we don't live by that alone. So you know what God did? Wilderness. Allow all, all, all the things that keep us safe, keep us, keep us fuzzy at night, keep us, we don't, we don't know now, you don't know, we don't know week to week what's getting ready to happen. Right. We can't even pick a president. <laughs> <laughs> so so we'll we realize something, we don't live by bread alone, but every word that comes out of, from the mouth of the Lord. Every single word. That, how, do, how do we function? Well, we function with bread, but not with bread alone. We function with every word that comes out of the mouth of the Lord. Here's the problem, though. Most people don't know what the word is mm-hmm. that is coming out from the mouth of the Lord. Mm-hmm. Next verse. Your clothes did not wear out, and your feet did not swell during these 40 years. Okay, so that means that you probably should have had your clothes wear out, and your feet should have swollen up, because you know what? In the wilderness, you die. You die in the wilderness. Mm-hmm. You die spiritually and eventually naturally. And so God is saying, you die unless I'm with you. Mm-hmm. you see, your clothes aren't wearing out. Your feet, Sam is like, man, we, we got... We got some decent money. And I'm like, do we? Well, one, where's my raise? And then two, <laughs> it's like, do, we, we don't, we, we're running funny. But the people, see, because I'm not, I've, I've never taken an offering. We don't trust God. Amen. A lot of pastors trust offerings. I don't, I trust God. Because mm-hmm. the people are stupid. People don't want to give anyway. I got, I got to trust God. I got to trust that God, if I get you close enough to God, then you'll do the right thing. Amen. It, it, it's like, man, our clothes should have worn out. Your money should have been cut off. 
your feet should have swollen up, but it didn't for 40 years. You mean they were wearing the same clothes for 40 years? The same style? Yeah, in the wilderness, because it don't matter. See, that. See, the systems of the world begin to shrink in your mind. You realize that that's all sand. That's, all, that's not built on the rock. That's all, that's all sand. My foundation can't be built on sand because sand can be washed away. Next verse. Know then in your heart that as a man disciplines his son, so the Lord your God disciplines you. So what do you go to the wilderness for? Because you got to know this. You got, it says know in your heart that I am your father. And even though through, through hard times, even through times that, man, 2018, I knew that God was with me, even though I was mad at him every day. It's like it's knowing in your heart that, that I am, I, I, like, as a man would do his son, I'm doing you the same way. How can I explain this? The world tests to eliminate weak. There's a bar you have to take to be a lawyer. There's exams you have to take to be doctors. There's exams you got to take to get into grad school, right? Mm -hmm. See, what that's doing, that's weeding out the weak. But how do parents do it? Parents look at their children and see lacks and weaknesses. And what we do is we test to them to make them stronger, mm -hmm. to prepare them for life. If I, I, I see these weaknesses in you. If I keep allowing you to live that way, life is going to eat you up. I won't be, I won't be, I'm not being a good parent. So what do I do? test into the weakness. I present the pressure. Because I'm doing it with love and concern for you. The world is going to eat you up and spit you out. Mm -hmm. So if I see a weakness in you, I'm going to pressure that. Okay. I'm going to test that to get you to build up the immune system to be able to deal with the world. See, that's how God does us. When we go through hard times, he, pr he pressures us, but he does it out of love. Not to weed us out not to cut us off, to, but to prepare us. Okay. See, because I'm, I'm disciplining you. Like I dis Why do you discipline your kids? Not because you love them. And you realize that if I let you stay that way, I am failing. And then what's going to happen? You're not going to survive in the world. Mm -hmm. So therefore, I have to put the pressure. Yes get you to a certain place to prepare you for what is next in life. So I am doing this. Next. Observe the commands of the Lord your God, walking in obedience to him and revering him. So you got to observe the commands of your Lord your God, walking in obedience to him, and, and you got you to be re with reverence in your heart the whole time, with a nervousness about God. God made me face some things, and I had to face those things. And, and trust me, I was nervous about it. But then I realized something. Lord, I could do without anything on this earth but you. Yes. Everything else is, I'm sad to say, is optional. Okay. But in doing that, I know you know what's best for me. And you know the desires of my heart also. Mm-hmm. So those things together, you'll work it out for me. I'm telling you, if God says, Kenny, what do you want me to do? I wouldn't even be able to answer it. I wouldn't know. Because I don't know what I want. I don't know what I need. You know. Mm -hmm. I, I have an ideal, but I want to make sure it's what you think. Yes. I'm tired of telling God what he should do. <laughs> and don't act like I'm alone. Amen. You call it prayer. It's not. You're telling God what you want him to do. 
You, you call it prayer, but it's not. You, you're telling God how you want life to go. Mm -hmm. But you call it prayer. Well, not you. <laughs> Come on, Auntie. For the Lord your God is bringing you into a good land. See, because, you know, he is bringing us into a good land. He re but I realized something. Things have to go horribly wrong before they get better most times. Mm -hmm. I, I think about the country and I go, what happened? And I'm like, wait a minute. I think what happened was God was trying to repair it. Sometimes mm -hmm. you got to burn it down. Whenever you, whenever you remodel something, don't you tear everything up first? Mm -hmm. <laughs> when you want to revamp something, redo your kitchen, you tear it up first. He tore us up. Yes. I think he's remodeling. He, he wants to bring us into a good land, a land with brooks, streams, deep springs gushing out into the, the valleys and the hills, because now we're in the desert, and so now we can see that light. Oh, we can want that life. You know why? Because now we're in drought. The water always runs out in the desert. You can get water in the desert, but it's not going to be enough. Mm-hmm. Auntie. A land with wheat and barley, vines and fig trees, pomegranates, olive oil, and honey. Okay, if you like all that stuff, that's cool, but I'd rather have a land of chicken, a, a, a <laughs> land of, a, a, of grapes, I like grapes, a, a, a land of uh, potato chips, I like potato <laughs> chips, a, a, a land of caramel cake. You know, but hey, he's promising us this life. <laughs> Hallelujah, somebody. Come on. A land where bread will not be scarce and uh, you will lack nothing. Now, we stop eating bread because we think bread makes us fat, but here's God going, I'm going to give you bread. <laughs> <laughs> you know how many stories are, and this isn't funny I've heard, I, I was talking to somebody the other day who someone got sick and they're really sick because of COVID and they're in the hospital and they were saying this person just washed their diet and they worked out and they, they were so health nut crazy and I go hmm, that's why the Bible says that physical stuff it, it's, it profits a little bit I think about I think about Pastor Lane yeah who was a, a health nut, man. We used to work out together. We would ride bikes, we would lift weights, we would do all, he, he, he washed what he ate all the time. He's gone. Yeah, yeah. It ain't, it's, it's, see, man does not live by the systems of this world alone. It's by every work. See, we're gonna be here as long as God wants us here. Does it mean you run out here and just do whatever you want? No, does it mean you run out here and eat everything you want? No. Man, at Thanksgiving, I ate way too bad, and I ate way too much, and I paid for it. Because <laughs> my body goes, oh, you want to do that? <laughs> I'm going to tell you where you're going to be all morning. <laughs> that's gross, but that's what happened. That's what happened. And, and it was like, I'm getting all this stuff out of you. You can't eat this stuff no more. You know you. And I'm like, it's once a year. You know you can't eat like that. Just carb fast. Just just. Sugar overdose. Just give me some of that. Yep, give me some of that. Yep, I'll take some of that. And I'm taking some home. <laughs> we're, at a, we're at the grocery store. Courtney's no help to me whatsoever. <laughs> and and they got this caramel cake. Love caramel cake. <laughs> and the lady's like, oh, we got these caramel cakes. Oh, I love caramel cake. I go buy a caramel cake. Why did I buy that caramel cake? <laughs> See, it does matter what we eat. But let me tell you something. Without the grace of God, you're going to die anyway. Amen. Your alarm clock is not waking you up. Your, 
your, your ability to watch your diet and because you have six packs and all that crap, you know what, that's great. But I'm saying it's, it's, not, it's only the Lord. It really is. Because I know health nuts, I got a health nut in the hospital right now. None of that weightlifting, none of that dieting, none of that lack of fat is helping you now at all. Maybe God is trying to show you something. You really think you're responsible for your existence? Mm -hmm. I'm sorry. <laughs> Auntie, give me this one. A land where the rocks are iron and you can dig copper out of the hills. Uh -huh. When you have eaten and are satisfied, praise the Lord your God for the good land he has now, given when you. you. Are, when you have eaten and you have, are now satisfied, do you praise the Lord? Do you praise them? Okay, it's Thanksgiving. Shouldn't everybody have something they were thankful for? Mm-hmm. Amen. See, see, man, it's, it's like I work on my son all the time because he just sits down and he just prepares to eat. And I'm like, dude, what are you doing? Don't make, don't make prayer of thanks for your food be cliche or, a ha a, 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 or just a a response that you know like a, like a mental habit no you got to actually because dude I know you don't understand this because you've never went a day hungry I have I know what it's like to be hungry I know what it's like to feed your kids and not eat my kids don't know it but I I, I know what it's like mm -hmm. so so cuz how do we treat, teach these kids the same traits that we grew up with I don't know because we, we're blessed to be able to feed them whenever they're hungry, so we don't want to make them hungry. But how do you treat, how do you teach them? How do you make them hard enough for the world when you're buttering their bread the whole time? I don't know. When you have eaten, you are satisfied. Praise the Lord, because he's giving you all that. Don't forget that. Next verse. Be careful that you do not forget the Lord your God, failing to observe his commands, his laws, and his decrees that I am giving you this day. Now you're saying, be careful that you don't forget the Lord. You know why? Because we do. Yes, we do. We do, because we just, we just go through life, and we just, we, just, we just wake up, and we start doing life. And He says, be, care, be careful now. Don't forget. Don't you forget. See, because we can forget. We, we can forget, because we get comfortable on saying things. We begin to live off of sand. Our foundation is now built off of sand, not the rock. Mm -hmm. We build our foundations on sand, and so we build it on sand. Uh, the systems of this world, the, the way the world sustains itself, with the bank accounts and the, the, the careers and the job, all those things are good. But he's saying don't build your foundation on that because when the wilderness times come and when the storms hit your sand and begin to wash away that soft foundation that is really not real, what do you have left? What you got left? What you got left? Mm-hmm. Well, you better have some rock. Or you won't survive, because the wilderness, you won't survive it. Amen. People are losing their minds. They really are. People that just don't know. And I'm thinking, wait a minute. Um, oh, so all the systems of this world are breaking down. You never went to the grocery store and there was no toilet paper? I'm not going to lie to you. I ain't never running out of toilet paper again. I got plenty. <laughs> I 
ain't going to get me once. You ain't getting me again. <laughs> My toilet paper stack get up lower than three. I'm buying some more. <laughs> They're not going to get me again. <laughs> <laughs> and forget the toilet paper. Give me the wipes. <laughs> I got stacks of wipes. I'm too personal. Come on. Otherwise, when you eat and are satisfied, when you build fine houses and settle down. Now, when you eat and you're satisfied, because see, 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 you used to struggle, but now you're not struggling. When I See, what he's saying is, I'm going to get you out of this. We're going to be fine, everybody. We are. We really are. 2020 is going to be a memory that we tell our kids about. It, it will. I'm going to tell you, the kids had fun in 2020. They got out of school. <laughs> they ran around and played. They're going to be like, what happened in 2020? Oh, that COVID thing? But my life was great. <laughs> you were home all the time. <laughs> the kids just ran around. <laughs> they don't even know. You know, you know why? Because they got total faith. And what? Their parents. Amen. Because they know some kind of way, if my mother and father are still, if they got it, I ain't worried about nothing. I wish we could trust God that way. Amen. Who, who declares that he's our father. Mm-hmm. Anyway, maybe we can go through this year childlike. No, see, we build our lives on systems that can be taken away. At a, yeah. Otherwise, when you eat and are satisfied, when you build fine houses and you settle down, when you get everything you want, come on. And when your herds and flocks grow large and, and your, your silver and, and gold increase. Your silver and your gold increase. Mm-hmm. And you have, you, have, you have so multiplied. See, he's going to get us out of this. Mm-hmm. He's going to get us out. He's gonna, he's, this ch- wait till you see this church when all, when all is done. God has shown me the church. And I remember years ago I used to pray. God would show me these visions where we had no room to sit, nowhere to park. And I'm like, Lord, this, that junk just ain't going to happen. I, I, Lord, I'll I just keep, I, maybe it's me. And the Lord said, no, here's the thing. One thing you haven't went through yet is wilderness. Hmm. Yeah, you guys have hard times, but you haven't had a, a, a length of hard times like you've had now. Wait till you see what happens on the other side. People who never, all the people you were telling about God, they'll get it. Here's the question, if you've been telling them. Hmm. That's it. Come on, Auntie. Then your heart will become proud and you will forget the Lord your God. See what to happens, bust you out of Auntie, Egypt. our hearts become proud. Mm-hmm. And then we forget that God brought us out. See, we think that we, that everybody, know why, the, know why the government system, the political system went so crazy? Because we look for the political people to save us. Yep, yes, yep, amen. We wanted, we wanted Trump to save us. We wanted the Senate to save us. We wanted the House to save us. You know what they did? They failed us miserably. And you know what? We want this next, the next regime's going to fail us too. Amen. Mm-hmm. God's not going, he's not going to allow that. He's not going to allow nobody to get his glory. Mm-hmm. That's right, amen. That's why, you know what, uh, I don't know, kids, <laughs> cover your kids' ears. That's why the whole Santa thing, Santa's not getting my glory. Dude, you wouldn't have nothing if it weren't for me. <laughs> and a little fat, I remember I told my mom, Mom, we live in the hood. Ain't a little fat white dude coming to our house. <laughs>
Then they'll come and he go back out his sleigh. It won't be nothing there. <laughs> you're going to be proud. You're going to get proud now. You forget that the Lord got you out. He, you're going to forget he got you out of that slavery. Come on. He led you through the vast and dreadful wilderness, that thirsty and waterless land with uh -huh. his venomous snakes and scorpions. And he and, and, and brought, brought you water out of hard rocks. You, you see, we can't forget that he led us through this vast, dreadful wilderness, thirsty, waterless land, venomous snakes and scorpions. And he had to get water out of a rock because the wells just wouldn't survive. He had to do miracles to help you get through this. This 2020 would be this wilderness time where he led us through all this craziness, all this madness, all this, all this, people dying left and right around, people in hospitals, people are sick, all this crap. He's led us through all that junk. But the key is that he led us through. He led us through it. Mm -hmm. So how about your system that you believed in? Do you believe in them now? I don't. <laughs> Auntie, come on, almost done. He gave you manna to eat in the wilderness, something your ancestors had never known to yep. humble and test you so that the end might go well with so you. So he gave you just enough. He gave you the stuff that you probably got tired of eating, but you're going to keep eating it anyway. See, what's happening is, I hear it now, I'm so tired of the COVID thing. I'm just so tired of it. Keep eating the manna. Every, can you imagine eating the same thing every day for 40 years? You're going to get fatigued to that. Come on, Lord, drop some cake. <laughs> drop some chicken. I mean... <laughs> <laughs> I ain't trying to tell you what to do. I'm thankful, but drop something else. Because you're so tired of COVID. You're so tired of being threatened to be locked down. You're so tired of not being able to go to the movies. We're so tired of these things. And it's like, don't get tired. Don't get tired. Take the pain. Mm -hmm. Take the pain. And it says that we see something your ancestors never known. They're, they, they didn't see. I didn't humble them. I'm humbling you. I'm testing you. Mm. So, so after that, it might go well with you. Yes. So I'm looking at my kids, going, "That's a weakness in you. I'm going to test that. I'm going to put pressure on that, so it might be well with you, because I love you." Yes. So, and, and in those moments, you feel like, God, God, where are you? I'm right here. Right here. I'm right here. When Job went through, God was right there with him. Right there. Mm -hmm. God's right here with us. He's right there. <laughs> Turning up the test. Turning up the test. And then he gives us this thing called joy. You know what I realize joy is? Joy is a thermostat. Okay. It's like when pressure comes, you know how you set your house at a certain degree, and then your house will maintain that. And whenever the house cools off, it, it'll kick the furnace on, and it'll get back you up to 70. It maintains that. That's what joy is. See, when life kicks in and life goes bad, this thermostat kicks on, and it kicks up what? Your heat? Yes, your joy. So the more pressure it puts on the, on the life, the more joy thermostat kicks it up. Mm-hmm. That's a good word. You missed it. The, the more pressure life puts on, the more God turns up the thermostat. So your house is getting colder and colder and darker and darker, and he kicks it up, kicks it up, kicks it up. 
I'm going to keep your house at 70. All right. Even though it's, it's nine degrees below zero outside. I'm going to humble and I, I'm going to test you now so that it might go well with you. I know it hurts. I know it's uncomfortable. I know you're tired. Yes. Actually, come on. You may say to yourself, my power and the strength of my hands have produced this wealth for me. See, you might tell, see, because this is what goes on. You might tell yourself that you did all. You, you made it. You got lucky. You're, you picked the right career. You got the right job. See, I know people like that who don't care nothing about God. They really believe that through the work of their hands, they were able to accomplish everything. Everything. Like, it just went their way because they willed it that way. Really. That's how life goes. No, you got breaks. Mm -hmm. You got doors that open. You got, you got graces given to you. That's you right. got favor that fell upon you. You just didn't do all that. You just didn't make it. See, that's what America tells us. That's what we tell, our parents told us. Go to college so you can make it, so you can get a job and make somebody else rich. Mm -hmm. so, we tell, so we tell ourselves that. So you, you got to better yourself so you can make it. And I'm saying there's nothing wrong with that. But I'm telling you that saying, so we got to, and we need to live by that because that's bread. But we can't live by that alone. I did this and I did this and I made it and we, we make this much money and my wife's got a great career and I got a great career. We live in the suburbs and we live a great life. Really, you did all that. You really did all that. You, you're one, life is so fragile. You're one second away from it being all different. Amen. It's, it's just so sand. It's so easily washed away with one situation can blow it all. And I, I was watching this thing where the, this judge was, was so sad because he was, repoing all these people who couldn't pay their rent, who were paying it fine before 2020. But here we are, I'm sitting up there going, man, I ate too much. Mm -hmm. You may say, you did all this. You're the reason why you're making it. Come on, next verse. But remember the Lord your God, for it is he who gives you the ability to produce wealth. So wait a minute, you so believe in the Bible, right? Mm -hmm. Believe in the Bible? This isn't Kenan. But remember the Lord your God, for it is he who gives you the ability to produce wealth. Yes. And so doing that, he confirms his covenant, covenant, which he sworn to your ancestors. He told Abraham, I will bless your seed. You know you guys are part of Abraham's seed? Amen. So God has to, he says, I have to bless them because I'm going to hold to my, my, my covenant that I have with everybody who trusts in me. Um, but don't you think you did it alone? Amen. <laughs> I made a lot of money in the world. I, I did all right. I was doing pretty, I wish God would have left me alone. <laughs> I was doing pretty good. I made quite a bit of money. But you ask, ask me if my lifestyle has changed. No, I just stopped spending so much money. I realized just how stupid I spent money. Because the more, more money you got, what did Jay-Z say? More money, more problems. <laughs> yes. I went rap on y'all. All right. All right. <laughs> I'm almost done. Next verse. If you ever forget the Lord your God and follow all the gods. If you ever forget God, the Lord God, come on. And worship and bow down to them, 
I will testify against you today that you will surely be destroyed. If you ever forget the Lord your God and bow, and bow down to other gods, I'm not talking about Buddha statues and I'm not talking about Ra or, or, or Elijah Muhammad, none of that. I'm talking about the gods of the systems of this world. Mm -hmm. if, you, if you dare bow down to, if you dare bow down to presidents, mm -hmm. I'm telling you, you're going to be destroyed. No, why? Because soon as the wilderness comes, it's not going to hold you. Right. You won't make it. Come on. Like the nations the Lord destroyed before you, yeah. so you will be destroyed for not obeying the Lord your God. But just like the nations that was destroyed on your, this is what God's telling America. The Lord is destroying other nations. He's done it over centuries. We've seen other nations struggle where we didn't struggle. Mm -hmm. But if you stop listening to God, you're going to struggle. Ta-da. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Here we are. We're looking as third world as everybody else. Government's dysfunctional. Here we are. We went to the grocery stores, nothing there, nothing. Where other countries are used to that. My friend Benin June from Haiti, he's like, Kenan, our, our lights go out at 8 o'clock. You mean your lights go out? They, yeah, they shut the power off. If they did that here, we would lose our minds. Mm -hmm. We're mad when, I'm mad when the power goes out for an hour. <laughs> I'm uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. See, America's never struggled, really. We don't know what it's like. What's the last time America, America struggled? What, Vietnam? If you really think about it. Well, I don't know, the, the, the drug epidemic in the 80s, maybe. But, but actually, what is America really? Well, 2020 is one for the memories. Mm -hmm. Where you at? Your thermostat on? All your systems, you trusted in that, or you're on a rock now. I read something. Go to 2 Corinthians 6 and 10, and I'm done. This one, I've been sitting with this, Auntie. I haven't, I haven't told. I'm going to sit with this until it totally, I totally get through it. Okay. I, I, have, I, I saw this, and I've read it before, but it, it hit me in my face the other day. 2 Corinthians 6 10 says, we have much sadness. Auntie, you see that? Mm -hmm. We... we we have much sadness, but we're always rejoicing. Yes. Thank you, Jesus. I mean, it's so, it's, it's so much bull. But yet and still, we're, I'm always, we're always rejoicing. Mm -hmm. We are poor, mm -hmm. but man, we're making people rich in faith. Yes. I think about it, I'm always sad. And I'm always good at the same time. Mm -hmm. I'm always sad because I care about people too much. And so when you hurt, I hurt. So somebody's going to be hurting. Like right now, we got tons of families that are in bad situations. We got families can't come to church. Mm -hmm. We got, we got, we got, I, I was talking to people who were calling me, Pastor, we, we won't be able to make it back. Then don't make it back. You're still, you'll make it back. Just 
Don't come back now. Mm-hmm. See, you guys don't realize we got families that are hurt. We got pe- situations that are messed up. And then now with Smile FM, I get all these calls. And I'm always sad. I'm be honest. I'm all, you know how we're watching the Avengers? You know what I realize about the Avengers? The Avengers will tear your city apart. Mm. Won't they? And I'll be thinking, who's going to clean that up? <laughs> Monsters come, villains come, and Avengers just save the people, but the city's going to be <laughs> and so here's this big old thing coming at the Hulk, and then the Captain America goes, or Bruce Banner, hey, Dr. Banner, it might be time for you to get angry. He said, here's the thing you forget, or you don't know. I'm always angry. Hmm. And he just turns into the Hulk. And so I think I'm always sad. I used to be always angry, now I'm always sad. I'm sad all the time, <coughs> but you can't tell it. Mm-hmm. Know why? Because I still rejoice at the exact same time. I'm sad, but I rejoice, and I'm not rich, but you know what? We're making others rich in the faith. It's worth it. It's way more worth Mm -hmm. the financial gain of this world, which when you stand before the Lord, you won't be able to give a credit for the financial gain. Mm So rejoicing, poor, yet making many rich, having nothing, and yet possessing everything. Yes. Oh, I know what that means. The kingdom of heaven is like a treasure hidden in the field, and the man sold all he had to buy that field to get that treasure. The kingdom of heaven is like a merchant who spent all his money on that precious one thing. See, what, 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 what God is trying to say, what Jesus is trying to say, what, what, the, what the Bible's trying to say is that once you get this one thing, you got everything. Yes. Once you get, once you get this principle of who God really is, then you have everything. Everything. You might not have the right job, you might not have the right house, you might, but you know what? You have everything. Mm-hmm. You have everything now at your disposal. You have everything now working on your behalf, even the bad stuff. All mm-hmm. things work together for the good, yes. even bad. For to, to, to what? To those who truly love the Lord, mm-hmm. who are the called. <laughs> Many are the tribulations of, of what? Bad people? No, the righteous. Yes. But the Lord delivers you out of all of it. You know why? Because he's a good father, and this pressure that you're under now is not to weed you out. It's to stand you up. Okay. Thank you, God. So listen, the clock's ticking. We, we got a little more time. It's, it's not done yet. We're not out the oven yet. But just let it finish. Let it finish. And then as God begins to reveal things to you, please fix it. Amen. Yeah. And then as we begin to speak to our children, how can we get them to see? That you know what you do live a you live a better life than I did. But here's the traits that you need, and so I'm trying to help you get these traits because if I don't do it, then God will do it because you're gonna have wilderness. Mm-hmm. Isn't that what the prodigal son was all about? Mm-hmm. He went out to the world. What was waiting on him? Principles that he didn't know he didn't get at home. Mm-hmm. He got his anal glands kicked. And what did he do? He went running back home. Yes, he did. 
So one thing, there was something wrong with the parenting. Yes, the father received them back, but something was wrong with the parenting that even got your son to be thinking that way. Give me, your son thought he was way more than what he was, and then you know what the world did? It ate him up. Sent him away with his tail under his legs. Mm-hmm. So God says, you know what, to avoid you being like that, I'm going to let you go through this hard time. In fact, I'm going to drive you into it. Mm-hmm. I'm going to drive you into hard time. I'm going to drive you into hunger. I'm going to drive you into thirst. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to wash away all your securities, all the things you thought was kept you comfy at night and kept you sleeping well. And then I'm going to ask you, how are you sleeping now? <laughs> Come on, huh? I got people scrambling around, pastors scrambling around, going, oh, we're trying to figure out this and trying to figure that. I'm like, I ain't doing nothing. I'm just kind of told a friend of mine in Plymouth, Massachusetts this week, I'm just waiting it out, dude. Just wait it out. Just, But we're trying to figure this out. Stop trying to figure stuff out. You can't figure this out. You tried to figure it out. Where where'd you gotten? You haven't gotten anywhere. It's no better. You, have, you haven't done anything. You haven't figured nothing out, you know. So you got to catch on to something. You got to catch hold to what God is doing now. It's not the devil. It's not just the world going bad. In fact, it's part of a, a system of prayer that we make. Because I'll tell you, all of you have probably prayed, prayed this. Lord, make things better. And God says, okay, I heard your prayer. Now, I'm going to tear it up to make it better. Because all of you prayed that. Lord, I want my life to be better. Okay, I'm going to tear it up. I'm going to tear up all the stuff that you thought. I'm going to tear down all the stuff that you planned and all the stuff that you made and all the stuff that you believe in. I'm going to tear it all apart, and it's going to hurt, and you got to remember I'm your father. Because I can't rebuild unless I tear it down. So keep tearing it down. Tear America to the ground. I pray he rips America to America's knees. Because America's been doing church, not God. Father, we thank you and praise you, Lord. We give you glory and praise. We thank you, Lord, for our entire family, the ones that are here, the ones who aren't here. We pray for them. And, Lord, keep us safe. Keep us through all of this. And, Lord, we'll all, we'll all, we'll all gather. We'll all be back again. But right now I'm liking this. I'm liking where we are, Lord. Just have your way in this earth. Have, have your way in our lives. Have your way in this world. And, Lord, right now, I, and I, I am yet sad, but, Lord, I am rejoicing in my heart, Lord. I, we are actually really good. As everything around us gets weird and stupid and everything around us gets dumber and dumber every day, you're the only thing that makes sense. You're the only thing that makes sense. So, Lord, continue to stomp my guts out. When I don't handle things the right way. Continue to smack me in the back of my head if I, if I don't figure things out the right way. Continue to guide me. Continue to help me be the best man I could be. The best father, the best friend, the best brother, the best everything I could be. And I pray, oh Lord, that I would never be the weak link in this ministry. Never. And Lord, I pray that every member would make that same prayer. So Lord, we go through with trust. 
we continue to walk by faith, not by sight, not by what we see, but by what we know. And what we know is that we don't live by bread alone. We live by every word that is coming out of the mouth of the Lord. So, Lord, we trust you. We give you glory and praise, and we thank you. We pray all that in Jesus' name. Come on, let's do communion so we can go.